Hey friends, welcome to For the First Time. My name is Annie. And I'm Scott. This is a podcast where we talk about things we're doing for the first time. Woo! And encourage other people to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Nice. And today's yes. episode, um, what we're covering for the first time is we not only wrote and sang, but we went in the studio and recorded a duet together for the very first time, didn't we? Woo! Yes. We so have never done that. That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Yes. But before we do that, what do we have? We have our mini segment that we always start with, The Art of Joy Finding. Nice. Where we talk about things we're grateful for, things that are bringing us joy in every day. Um, do you want to start? Okay. Yeah. Um, man, something that's brought me joy lately. Um, got to see my good friend Trace in person last week and see his wife again, meet their newborn baby. It's like a year old now, but I hadn't seen it yet. <clears throat> cool little thing about Trace, his baby was born last August and... Three weeks after his baby was born, he was scheduled to be the best man at our wedding. And I was like, dude, like, baby was just born. Like, I yeah. clearly get it. Things, you know, if you can't make it now, all that. He's like, no, man, I'm there. And he was. And he was a, the best, best yeah. man I've ever had. And kudos to his wife. Yeah, She um, kind of held down the fort with the newborn. Yeah, it was great. So it was good. Um, brought me joy just meeting um, that, his meeting his daughter. Um, you know, Trace and I have known each other since high school. So to see someone that you've known for that long have a kid <laughs> and like so just cool. like see the growth in, in everything and that is cool and um but what really okay i don't want to say but another <laughs> thing involved with that that Part brought me it. joy was tracing me to this restaurant called eugene's hot chicken in mm. birmingham alabama and it was delicious it was amazing <clears throat> the, what they mainly serve is spicy fried and grilled chicken Mm. And that's where you took me later. Right? Yeah. And I, yeah. I loved waffle. it so much. Yeah. And I, I brought you there later in the week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Cause really it was, good. it was that good. I mean, their, their sauces go from like mild, medium, hot. Um, the first time I went with Trace, I got hot damn. That was the name of the sauce. And then I was like, okay, this is good. But I mean, but he got it's one called enough. stupid hot, which is the next level. I was like, all right, I'm going to get that next time. So mm-hmm. when I took you back, I was like, I'm getting stupid mm-hmm. hot. And it was stupid hot because mm. what they do is they take the raw chicken. Well, I'm getting too excited about this. They take no. the raw chicken breast and they roll it around in the spices and seasonings mm. and sauce before they even cook it and let it soak in there. So when you order your meal there, you're waiting 20 minutes before you get a, a meal that you might wait three minutes for a Chick-fil-A. Mm. Even though it seems similar on the surface mm-hmm. because they take it and make it for you right then and there. They let the sauce really... Um, soak into the meat and they fry it and they put more sauce on the outside. Mm. So it was it was a treat. It was an experience. Of course, they served like mac and cheese, some white sauce, you know, piece of toast, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was really Pretty good. Classic. That brought me a lot of joy. That's cool. I could tell it was hitting you like more than most hot <laughs> stuff. Like your eyes were watering. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it definitely was hitting me <laughs> in multiple ways. It was really good. <laughs> Yeah, that was really fun. What's something that's brought you joy lately? Something that's brought me joy was last week meeting up at a state park with a really great friend and running buddy. Years we've been running together um, up in Maryland. And since moving last year, it was just really great to meet up kind of halfway at a just beach state park. And she brought her kids and we all just goofed off and um, chilled. It was really fun. And I took the risk of taking my smartphone in the water mm. and took some really fun photos of like everybody splashing and like the water moving through the air and stuff. That was really fun. 
Did um, you get it under the water? Did you take no, it? Okay. no, no, no. It's okay. not waterproof. <clears throat> so I was just like holding on really tightly. Bold move. Okay. Yeah. But That's cool. it's really fun. I love photography and just kind of messing around with that. So, yeah, it was a really good time. That's cool. That's really cool. Sounds like yeah. one thing that brought both of us joy was getting to see old friends. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, so good. Mm, nice. But yeah, I would say secondary was the um, gluten-free That's right. fried chicken with waffles. Waffles and chicken? Is that what you call it? Yeah. Chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles. Because typically, <laughs> I guess, chicken, fried chicken is not usually gluten-free. No. And waffles, most of the time, are not gluten-free. Correct. Yeah, it was... I don't usually eat like fried stuff really... I guess because, partly because it's not gluten-free. <clears throat> yeah, me, me neither. But. I think that's why it was such a... Having the one time was a treat because yeah. we normally don't eat yeah. fried people. Yeah, it's definitely a treat. And I've never had... Oh, wait, no. I have had gluten fried chicken before. When I worked at IHOP as a server, the cooks made way too much and so everybody was eating it. And I like gave in and like ate some even though I'm not supposed to eat gluten and i was sick for like three days i had to call oh, out of work wow. like i wasn't digesting anything it was a really bad situation That's so, <laughs> so anyway yeah it was <clears throat> delicious to have gluten-free fried chicken waffles it was called yo mama's that was the name of the restaurant yeah and all like everything there is gluten-free they don't that's just their base recipe yeah shout out to so. cory cory goss for giving us that recommendation yeah. that was amazing it was really good and their house-made syrup was like apple flavored it was really good yeah anyway so we we had had fun and we've been finding joy in our everyday mundane that's cool. been fun yeah yeah definitely well we've already kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit mm-hmm. by talking about um, alabama and birmingham and all that yeah. and, which brings us right to today's episode of what we did for the first time yes what did we do for the first time so i have been writing a bunch of songs and have recorded before a different album august project you can check it out on spotify august project nice any obsessive right kennedy but what we did for the first, that was a really shameless shout out but we what we did for the first time is together went into the studio and recorded this song called blueberry eyes which scott in part wrote i didn't know i was writing it we were just sitting on the couch and she was looking at some lyrics and i was like oh what, what about this added on or this and she's like oh that's really good like it is yeah like it rhymed and everything it was great so some of the lines in there by scott apparently i'm good with words who knows yeah well you really are so um that was really fun we it's if you know the song from the juno soundtrack um anyone but you by the moldy peaches that's kind of the vibe of the song and we are going to what (laughs) was this supposed to be a surprise yeah Okay, never mind. We're not doing anything. <laughs> We're just talking. Okay. So, um, yeah, that was really fun. What was that like for you? Because I've recorded songs and everything, but what was it like to sing in a studio? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was interesting. Like, because your song, I mean, I, I give you, I joke about the, the lyrics piece. You, The song is 99% yours, I feel like. Like, the music behind it is beautiful, and you did all that, and you had the premise, and I just added some words in, but you, it's, it's a wonderful song. I, I really enjoy it. Um, but recording it with you, like when you asked me to actually sing on it, like, I think it's, it's different. Cause you asked me that, I think in my office or in our living room or something here in Richmond, 
and then the studio you record at is in Birmingham, which all you, we've already pushed that back a bunch because of COVID and a lot of other things. So it was great just getting down there to record that and getting you letting you having you record that with everything else. And um, so when you ask me in Richmond, hey, will you sing on this with me? I'm thinking to myself, okay, for, sure, why not? Fine. But then, like, not really like putting two and two together that I would actually have to sing with you on it um, once we got down there. And when we were down there, it was it was a fun experience. Um, Four Birds Recording Studios where we were. And just, I mean, I think day one or um, the first few hours at least, I just watched you do your songs and yourself and see that process and get used to that. And then um, it was time for me to do my little piece of this song. And I was like, oh, okay. And um, I think it was easier than I expected. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, I was expecting because I've worked on the other side of things before, um, in production and recording and creating things with, um, you know, broadcast production technology and mm-hmm. all the studio mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, you've done voiceovers. Yeah, I've done voice. Yeah, so stuff I mean, like I've, that. I've done um, all that kind of stuff, like all the prep work that Brandon probably has to do before somebody before they hit record. Mm-hmm. All that, which is can be a lot of work, especially if you're setting oh, yeah. up portably and all that kind of. He wasn't, yeah. but. I've done that. So the production work can feel like so much work the day before something like that happens mm-hmm. that I think in my mind, I was like, man, this is like this big, heavy load of this is mm-hmm. going to be a lot of work because I'm used to every time I've entered mm-hmm. a studio, I'm the one doing all the mm-hmm. work of the studio. Yes. Whereas this time it was literally like, all right, here's like a piece of paper lyrics on like stuff with the microphone. And I think we, we did it, went through it like two or three times yeah. total. And yeah, we got it. Like within five minutes or maybe a little more than that, but within yeah. a few minutes, I like, was like, okay, we're, we're good for you, Scott. I was like, yes. you are? Like, okay. You so wrapped I just, it. I just sat yeah. back down and like you added in your harmonica and stuff and like it was, it was like, oh, that was, mm. and I think it, it was cool for me to see the perspective of all the work that goes into production behind the scenes is a lot. Like I have so much respect for production people and all that. Mm-hmm. But all that work goes in behind the scenes so that when the person that has this thing that they're creating and want to record steps up to the microphone, literally it can be as simple as possible because mm-hmm. you have already put so much emotional energy and thought and so much preparation on your own end before stepping up that mm-hmm. for you to have to think about any of that, the technology stuff of it would be too much. Mm-hmm. And like, so I was carrying. Yeah both sides of that for a moment mm. but but i didn't have 12 songs to record i had 12 seconds so like but yeah it gave me a lot of perspective so it really gave me a lot of perspective of like what goes in from both sides of the equation so it was a lot of fun mm. and i appreciate you asking me to be cool. part of it yeah it was really fun how was it for you because the last when you recorded your first album you sang on it and you had your sister sing some on it mm-hmm. who you know you've grown up with so how was mm-hmm. it for you having this kind of duet vibe happening mm-hmm. yeah it was really fun um i think for me this time going into the studio was a lot more relaxing because i knew what to expect and i had invited my sister into other songs so it was kind of similar like i knew that you knew your part we had practiced it ahead of time had a copy of lyrics for you. And so it was just kind of straightforward and I 100% trust Brandon to have everything, you know, ready to go and taking care of the production side of it. So it's it's usually a really fun, relax, relaxed experience. And, um, but with enough challenge, like he'll have me do 
takes over as needed to like improve the track um yeah it was weird when we heard the demo of the track um like the male voice sounded a whole lot like brandon so i was confused by that it's like he no, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> he just... edited yours out and put his voice in <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding no, I'm, I'm joking he, he was he was a great producer mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it was definitely a good experience always is um but yeah doing it with it's just more fun you know more collaboration and it's kind of fun at the end when you you know you have an album like yeah I wrote the songs and sing most of them but to know like my husband's in there and there's you know inspiration from different creative minds like Brandon will be like hey here's an idea and it's just kind of the collaboration is fun too so yeah I'm excited to kind of finish out this releasing process we're working on revisions right now and um then we'll get them ready to stream that's cool yeah yeah probably this fall sometime mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah so like bait so doing a duet for the first time was i think less scary than i expected cool how about you yeah same yeah yeah like you yeah i i knew it was going to be great because we had practiced and it sounded really good okay so I wasn't surprised. So branching off of that, yeah. what what about the um, the rest of the recording experiences? Your second time in there, so you kind of had some things that you already could you already knew going in. Um, but what was it like with our trip um, in Alabama together and everything and recording? Mm, like how was it different? Yeah, recording for the first time with you. Mm, I think the type of like side like things we did after recording like later in the evening when we were off or whatever like we had a fun date and we went to that brewery oh good people good people yeah so good yeah like my sister and i don't really go to breweries together but you love breweries so that was a new experience for me to go check out that place that was cool and that one was I, i wanted to take us there one, uh, so many things were just closed because of COVID. So, like, that mm-hmm. wasn't like, like, we had, like, a handful of things that we could have done that were just weren't possible mm-hmm. right now. And so, but that place, just the outdoor seating there and just the vibe around there was was really cool. So, yeah, let's go. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't the best for you, but um, I think we had fun anyways. And then we went and walked somewhere else and had a good time. So Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I went inside. I was like, I wonder if I can get anything here. Literally, the only thing they sold was beer. And being celiac, I cannot drink any beer made from barley and hops. Because it inherently is gluten. So even if they had cider or wine or water or anything, you could have had it. It's not Mm -hmm. a matter of having a drink. It's a matter of just the gluten Mm -hmm. within beer. Yeah. Oh, they did have a a glue thing of water. So I had some water. That was good. That's good. Yeah. Nice. Oh, and there was that bus with the karaoke thing trying to get us to sleep. <clears throat> that was probably the coolest food truck um, I've ever seen. It was a food truck slash DJ slash karaoke all in one. Yeah. Like you, you go up and order. It, it was a rat food truck. They had good food. You go up and you order yeah. your, your food and they're like, all right, I'll bring it over to you in a minute. And then he's like, when he brings the food over to the table, he's like, hey, here's your food. He's like, 
y'all want to sing some karaoke? And we're like, oh yeah, <laughs> dude. We're I mean we're about to eat, but maybe like. Yeah. But he had like this whole setup outside of the food truck, mm-hmm. wireless microphones, a yeah. little monitor with lyrics. Oh yeah, he had speakers pumping music out and everything, yeah. and like it was a ton of fun and a really great idea because if you're hiring someone for an event, you don't need to get a DJ and entertainment in a food truck. You can yeah. get this one guy and he's all up. Get it all. Um, yeah. So that was really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. So yeah, it was a good overall experience for sure. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, there's just like the final details. So if somebody Ooh. was was going to be, um, let's say there's some musicians out there or some creatives that are like thinking about, you know, how does somebody go about starting the process of making an album? Say they have a few songs they've done. Mm-hmm. What's that next mm-hmm. step look like to find someone where, like a producer or a recording studio, mm-hmm. like how do they mm-hmm. get to that next level or even find that, you know, pay for it as they go and all that yeah, kind of stuff? Yeah, that's did a you, good you learn all that? I had just known other people who did Kickstarters or GoFundMe to start like a campaign to raise funds for recording because it can be like you do, you've got to, you know, pay for that level of professionalism if you want it to be that level of excellence. Um, it's kind of like an awesome next step if you want to do that. So yeah, starting a Kickstarter, um, with that, you can create backer rewards. Like, Hey, I'm going to give you like a vinyl, you know, at the end when, you know, if you give this level or, you know, and that is a way you can create sort of a mailing list and update everybody. Um, that's a great way to start. If you have a couple songs, you could start with a single or an EP just to kind of start your, Spotify play, um, profile. So, like, how did you find someone that you felt comfortable could record you professionally mm. and um, maybe for a first album didn't cost an arm and a leg? Yeah. yeah you definitely, next time was different. But, like, the, for the first time, how did you mm. find somebody that could um, help you get started in that area? Yeah. I think the number one thing is find a producer in a studio that you can trust with your sound and your style. Mm. Um, so, for me, it was like a fellow alumni of the college I went to. Okay. So I knew what his music sounded like. They had a band in college and then he did his own music. And so I think I saw that he was opening his own studio and reached out and explained what my influences are and what my sound is. And he shot back a couple other musicians that he thought would um, kind of match what I was going for and I listened to them and it was exactly what I was looking for. So it just felt like a good match with the style of music. I think that's really important because then you're not going to be like kind of on different pages with what you want the final outcome to be like. Mine is really stripped down kind of lo-fi style. If you think about the, um, the sound of the Juno soundtrack or Daniel Johnston, that kind of thing. A lot of ukulele. Um, so I didn't need to spend a hundred thousand dollars in a Nashville, you know, super, uh, super duper like famous studio or something. Like that's not what I need and that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's what impressed me a lot about Four Birds Recording Studio was while they while he had these other stations or pieces of equipment, I guess, because he has other bands and stuff that come in there too. So he had mm-hmm. the, uh, they have 
whatever is needed for the ba- the people they bring in. Mm-hmm. But for you, you know, a voice and a guitar, mm-hmm. it was really cool to see how simple <clears throat> that setup could be mm-hmm. and how great it could sound going through the right setup and then him having all the right, you know, yeah. expertise behind yes. it too. But it, it didn't have to, it didn't feel like this intimidating like thing. Right. It was like, yeah. it felt like we were in a cozy space, which we were. Yes. Like he, he made it feel like a space that you could feel comfortable recording mm-hmm. your style of music. Exactly. Again. Exactly. Yeah. Like my music is not for a loud bar or loud brewery, maybe a quiet brewery or winery <laughs> or coffee shop. Mm-hmm. It's quieter music. I have a quieter toned voice and that's the way I sing. I play lightly, all of that. So yeah, it was a nice little corner with like a dimly lit lamp and just like soft lighting and couch nearby a couch and like a fuzzy blanket was on the stool and um it just felt peaceful calm just comfortable that's exactly what i needed that's cool from my perspective the space felt like a space you would enjoy playing in anyways. There just mm-hmm. happened to be a microphone and computer in front mm-hmm. of you. Exactly. Yeah, it didn't feel like too... Uh, what is the word? I don't even know. Like prestigious or something where like it's this huge empty room and you're there like by yourself and... There's somebody in another The producer's room in a room yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Like it's just you're all there. A lot of good communication because like seven feet away or whatever he's there with his computer and he has great equipment actually he's been like up updating and improving the studio over the past year so it was kind of fun to see the changes um but super sharp super great sound quality and everything but still relaxed and personable yeah i was impressed by um how real time he was able to do layering and sort of editing like Mm mm-hmm before we, I mean, you were in the studio three days, and I was there for maybe half of that, and mm-hmm. then hung out with Trey some. And, mm-hmm. But before we left on that third day, like, listened through all the tracks mm-hmm. through, and that was with, and I was watching him, he did probably more than two-thirds of the layering and editing in real time while you were sitting in the chair recording. Like, And then he would go back and polish it a little bit afterwards, I'm sure, and yeah. added in a couple layers. But, like, yeah. before even the end of the weekend, like, your album was, like, 85 to 90 i mean before oh, yeah. when we landed back in richmond the next day he had already seen an email yeah. with all the the first revisions yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> so, hey check like, it out yeah. yeah i was amazed by the, cool. the efficiency while with while still maintaining overall quality oh yeah that he was able to work out oh yeah amazing. he was on it yeah yeah and then in real time when you hear yourself back it's super encouraging because mm-hmm. there were definitely moments where i'd play through a first take and i would be like this sucks like i hate how this song sounds it's not like what i was trying to go for and then we'd give it a couple more takes we'd add layers and build it up more to the final version and then we would listen back and i would be so encouraged that it was what i wanted Mm -hmm. and so that was really cool to like you said he's kind of doing it in real time so then you can hear back pretty soon after what it's really gonna sound like and it feels it's like when a photographer turns the camera around. It's like, hey, these are the photos that I'm taking. That's a really good you know? metaphor. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. Looks good. That's really good. Yeah. 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 So it gives you confidence 
even during the process. Yeah, That's totally. Cool. Um, so what, when it comes to recording, because we recorded a duet together for the first time. When it co- comes to something like that, if somebody was about to record a duet for the first time with mm. a close friend or a spouse, mm. what are three things during that process, either the writing or the recording process, that they should avoid in order to get a good recording? Mm. Maybe don't hit the table like I just did. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was thinking it. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> just arranging myself over here. Because <laughs> um, I know there have been yeah. times for us when you have your space and you're writing and you're in your zone and like I'm learning to not, for me personally, not step into that space until invited because that is a very creative and private thing for you until you ask for certain kinds of feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're definitely, especially when one person is the primary artist, another person might just might be a collaborator on one song or a part of one song. Like, What are three things that those two people need to uh, uh, avoid in order to, or three mistakes that they can avoid to make mm. sure that they have a great end product? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. I would say avoid just starting out with any like harsh criticism. So be respectful. That's the flip side of it with your words, like encourage each other um, to. That's good. So like yeah. what would be like if somebody, the, the secondary person comes in, it's like, oh, so maybe like how would they phrase that in a disrespectful, something like if they want to make a change. A phrase in a disrespectful way. What does that look like? What does that sound like? Maybe compare it to something like really distasteful. Okay. So don't do that. You can approach it like, hey, I think my voice would sound better if I did it like this. What do you think? And then show them or you kind of present something positive instead of just dissing it. Mm. Yeah. So the second, the um, kind of that secondary person their feedback could start by being more focused on their own contribution. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah, totally. What's the second mistake? That's good. Mm. Second mistake could be, mm. can I phrase it like a positive thing to do? Sure. Instead, yeah. um, have fun. Okay. So don't be too serious. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like have fun, like try it a couple different ways. Um, practice it beforehand would be like the third one. So maybe the opposite of that would be don't just, don't come unprepared because then you'll be more stressed. Okay. Yeah. So I'll flip it. I was going to frame it as mistakes, but if yeah. you offer three tips, it would yeah. be, or those three tips, just say. Be yeah. encouraging or kind, respectful. The second one would be have fun mm. and the third one would be prepare ahead of time so you feel confident Boom. okay and that yeah. would be the same for if you're going to the studio for the first time on your own mm-hmm. totally it always helps me feel so much more confident if i'm prepared ahead of time yeah so like printing out all your lyrics chords like if you have everything memorized that's awesome i will i'm not super great with memorizing everything so it just helps me give my best take when I have something to glance at if I need it. Mm-hmm. It also, I noticed, gave you at least something to 
right on in the mm-hmm. studio if y'all were going to add mm-hmm. layers and make changes like yeah. oh harmonica here or not yeah here, exactly or like that, i'll write so. all over it and put yeah. like where i'm where this is coming in where that's coming in so you're arranging something there's a lot of moving parts so it's yeah. a lot to expect of yourself to have everything notated in your head while you're trying to give your best performance mm-hmm. with the microphone yeah because you're making it's not like um <clears throat> i'm I'm trying to, to connect it on, on my level a little bit. It's not like a live concert that before Taylor Swift goes and does a live concert, she's rehearsed and practiced that exact concert like a hundred times probably before anyone public sees it. It's not that when you're recording in the studio necessarily. It's maybe the core of your songs you've you've rehearsed and practiced a, a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But there's still so much creativity and collaboration in that studio that yeah. you've got to create space for that to happen mm-hmm. in real time instead yeah. of just thinking that you're going to go in there perfect the first yes time. and i honestly don't know what it's like in other studios but i do like i think any studio you go to and mine too will expect that you have your songs written um <laughs> like that's you should come in with some song you know your songs are written but um at four birds like sometimes i'll be like hey can you add in some um, cajon it's like that box drum or some keys here as I listen through work and he might be like hey what if I add some keys here so there is some flexibility for mm-hmm. adding in instrumentation and um, we've talked about that so the baseline yeah. is written and practiced yeah. and put down yeah I noticed yeah. that y'all you put the baseline down yeah which when, when I say the baseline I mean basically your voice and the mm-hmm. core guitar mm-hmm. and then anything above outside of the baseline mm-hmm. is open to flexibility. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like the core thread is the core thread. Yeah. But then tweaking a layer here, or adding in something here or there, there's some creative flexibility within the amount of time you have to do some mm-hmm. of that. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. That's really great. <clears throat> That's helpful. Like, I feel like I'm going to go record an album now. I just got to write some songs. Yes. <laughs> oh, you are good with words. I'm sure... You could, like, I definitely am learning to kind of ask what you think about different lyrics and stuff because you have good ideas. Thanks. Yeah. Trusting you as a, mm, oh, man. a feedback person. That's cool. All right. Sweet. Yeah, well, we had a good time. Um, this was a, a fun process, so thanks for inviting yeah. us into it. And, um, yeah, it was cool just yeah, seeing that side of your world. I'd heard a lot about it and obviously heard your music before, but getting to see Thanks. that process for you is really cool. Thanks. Yeah, it's so fun. It adds a lot of joy to my life, and I really enjoy sharing the songs. So I can't wait to put them out there. Speaking of which, I think we do have a surprise for our listeners today, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I almost left the cat out of the bag earlier. Oh, keep but... the cat in the bag. <laughs> I need no cats, no bags. They're both bad for the environment. Just get them out of here. <laughs> okay, let the cat out of the bag. We are going to, what, what do our people get today? What are you giving them? We're going to share a, a clip of Blueberry Eyes. I think this is the world premiere, isn't it? Yep. It's, I think we should only share a clip though, because I haven't gotten to the, the songs aren't licensed and copyrighted yet. <laughs> Your fate's was going to steal it. Okay. We'll do a clip. Not really, but I just, with all my songs, before I release them, I always, that's another tip. If you're recording cd baby's awesome mm. they will um get your songs licensed that's good it's pretty simple to copyright 
all that. So you're 100% protected, and then you can just freely share all your music. That's awesome. Yes. Cool. We'll do a clip then. World premiere clip. Yes. We can share the clip, the part of it where we are both singing. Okay. We're like a bit of it. This is the world premiere clip. Well, let's do this then. We'll play the world premiere clip of Blueberry Oz in just a second. Yes. And then we'll come back here together. Okay. And close it out. Sounds good. Sounds good? Woo. Here you go, guys. Here you go, guys. Um, world premiere clip of Blueberry Eyes by Annie Kennedy with Scott Kennedy. You're my blueberry eyes, you're my summer sky. My blueberry pie, you make me high. my first time hearing um mm. the mixed version like oh, that cool. that was cool yeah it turned out really well the thing with writing songs is i have an idea but i don't know truly how it is all exactly going to sound usually mm. until the final mix that's cool even though i have an idea it's like reality it has that's, a mind of its own yeah sometimes. it's once 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 you let it out of your heart yeah it, it's open to other creativity mm-hmm. anyway cool. you did a great job babe you did a great job thanks cool anyway. well that's that's it for today's episode yes. I hope thanks you guys for listening enjoyed the clip of that song and um there's if if you haven't already if you didn't get a chance to back annie's kickstarter and this that podcast is not about soliciting but we're talking about today um then in a few months you'll be able to hear on spotify this album right and on yep. itunes oh yeah right yep okay so anywhere that you get your music online, pretty much, um, this will be available. And even right now, you can search um, Annie Kennedy and see August Project. I know it's technically Annie Kapskuski, right, Kennedy? That's a lot to spell out. So that I is guess, a lot. I, I've typed it in Spotify. If you type in it Annie Kennedy, up. it comes up. Cool. Um, so yeah, but so this is great. So excited for your new album. Um, great to record with you. And um, yeah, join us next month, y'all. I think um, we've got some... We have an idea for. Should we tell them our, our Halloween episode idea? No, let's no. keep it. Okay, a secret. yeah, yeah. We we have some cool ideas um, for the upcoming episode. So a lot of fun. Um, hope you're having a great summer and staying safe out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. It's always fun sharing. Stay safe. Stay well, and we'll see you next time. Go out and live life for the first time.